you know, at any point, once they've got the franchise tag on and then they can't uh, renegotiate for a long term yeah. deal. Um, so that's, you know, it, it, at that point, once the transition is over, then, then you have to tag, excuse me, I'm sorry, swallow plenty there. I, uh, um, once you transition over there, you have to, you have to use the, uh, the franchise tag and that will preclude them from going long term deal for at least another year. Uh, I, 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 I understand that I'm familiar with that, but like what day of the next couple weeks is the deadline to administer the tag, not to get a long-term deal done? That's, that was my question. Oh, um, I'm sorry. I think, uh, uh, we're what, one week away now? I'm trying to think what the date is today. The 22nd, give or take. So we're, yeah. we're about a week away from, from franchise tag deadline. Thank you for that. And, uh, so um, a week from today will set, or six days from today will be the day to watch to, to, to find out who indeed gets the uh, franchise tag. And uh, moving right along here, um, one of the most intriguing uh, uh, landscapes in this uh, year's uh, free agency and or trade is the uh, a quarterback. So a lot of uh, attractive quarterbacks, to, at least to certain teams, are going to be likely available. And my question is, uh, where do you see the following quarterbacks landing? And we start with Jimmy Garoppolo, the uh, elephant in the room, and you had a scooper John in this morning. Uh, please uh, let our listeners know about that. Well, I'm told uh, I'm told that the Browns and the Bears are, are pretty much the destinations for him unless he stays in New England. Uh, New England does kind of want to move him, but they're trying to play coy about it in an effort to drive his price up. They also want to keep the competition in place because they want to drive his price up and get the max they can for him. So, but I would expect him to land with the Browns and Bears. Oh, fascinating. And uh, what do you expect the uh, price to be for either team? Do you think the Browns or Bears will have to give up a first-round pick this year's draft to um, unmap him? Well, if you got two teams bidding against each other, that's likely the end game. Uh, the reality is his price tag is, is really somewhere closer to two second-rounders. But um, if you got teams bidding against each other, they can drive the price up a little bit. Absolutely. And... Uh, and let's move on to another quarterback. And the Garoppolo sweepstakes looks like Chicago and Cleveland are in the driver's seat. But somebody named Tony Romo, as was reported by Ed Werner of ESPN last week, is that Romo expects to be leased rather than traded, probably because of the size of his, uh, his contract. And uh, where do you see Tony Romo uh, ending up? Well, he probably will be released, and that's solely because of the mechanism of the post-June 1 designation, which saves the Cowboys a bunch of money under the dead cap, uh, moving his dead cap number down to around $7 million, I think, um, which is a lot more manageable, you know, to get rid of him. Uh, where do I see him ending up? Probably the Houston Texans. I know you see, you've heard rumors about Kansas City, and I suppose that's a possibility. Um you know, there's been a rumor floating out there about Denver. I can tell you that's absolutely false. Um, you know, Washington is a possibility as well. Um, Washington, like I said, if they ship off Kirk Cousins, is going to be in the market for a veteran quarterback in addition to the draft, you know, trying to get a young guy. Uh, I don't think Colt McCoy is a guy you want to roll with. So uh, Washington will be a team to keep an eye on as well, staying in the division there, maybe getting two games of revenge a year. Yeah, no, that would be super interesting if uh, the biggest rival picks him up off the uh, uh, open market. Uh, but uh, So the Cowboys are not going to cut Romo uh, two weeks from tomorrow. They're probably going to wait till um, after June first to get rid of him. Is, is, is that what you're saying? Well, you can post June 1, designate him a little bit early. So it won't quite run that long, but 
Um, they do have to wait till after the first of the, uh, after the fiscal year in order to put that designation on it. Um, so, around what time can the uh, Cowboys put that postseason first uh, designation on it? It's like it's sometime in May or April. Or April. Uh, I believe it's April. Um, I'm trying to remember. They changed the rules on it a few years back. And the post June one designation, I usually have the sheet in front of me that has the dates on there. But um, goodness, I'm trying to remember exactly what the date is. Uh, it accelerates the um, you know how uh, the, the the cat money that you want to do. Um, I want to say it's April. I don't have the exact date in front of me at the moment. That, that's fair. You you definitely know a lot of this information that it's uh, it's rather easy to lose track of some, and uh, it's perfectly explainable given the amazing growth that uh, you do have. He's Benjamin Albright, ladies and gentlemen, NFL Insider, 1340 AM radio in Denver. You can follow him at, on Twitter, at Albright NFL. And uh, another quarterback that might be available is Tyrod Taylor. Where do you think he ends up? Does he stay in Buffalo, or do the Bills uh, release him, and does he sign elsewhere? I'm told he's probably going to stay uh, uh, stay in Buffalo. Part of the reason for bringing Rick Dennison in as the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, was was to go ahead and get Tyrod one more run. Uh, you know, Tyrod worked under Rick Dennison. Both of them were in Baltimore together. Uh, Dennison was there with Gary Kubiak, and he had, you know, uh, good things to say about him. Dennison tried to get Tyrod out to Denver, actually. He signed with Buffalo because he didn't want to back up Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler. I wanted the chance to start. Um, so, you know, that's he's up there. But I'm told Buffalo's going to go ahead and hang on to him. Nice. And, and will they, does that mean, uh, so is he like, uh, so is he like secure for like at least two more years in Buffalo because of that, or is he only going to be secure one more year? Just going to be secure one more year. Yeah, uh, because uh, like because of how the contract is structured. Yes, um, when he signed that deal, uh, the the guarantees were accelerated on the back end, so um, that deal was really a one year with a one year option. Uh Yes, that's what I thought. Thank you for clarifying that. And uh, where I'm coming from, Chicago, it looks like uh, somebody named Jay Cutler is probably going to be the least get available to certain teams. Uh, where do you see Jay Cutler signing up? Well, I'm told that New York, the New York Jets are the team in the lead for Jay Cutler. There's several connections there with former players, Matt Forte and Brad Marshall, obviously both already in New York, uh, Jeremy Bates. Uh, his former coach is also up there in New York. There's a lot of a lot of connections there. He is the team that would most value him. Uh, you know, another team that would be looking into him is potentially Miami. Now, Miami already has Ryan Tannehill and Matt Moore, but that would make Matt Moore a tradable commodity. Several teams might be in the market for a good sturdy veteran backup, Denver being one of them, um, and that would give the opportunity for uh, uh, you know for Cutler to go down there and push Ryan Tannehill. Oh, fascinating. And once again, he is Benjamin Albright, NFL Insider, 1340 AM Radio in Denver. And uh, we've already discussed who's uh, likely to get the franchise tag and uh, the possible landing spots for the hot quarterbacks that are likely to be available. And uh, and now let's move on to the bigger picture. Uh, based on uh, what you're hearing right now, uh, what is the most likely destination for these hot ticket free agents? And let's begin with Alshon Jeffers. Uh, well, I would say that uh, Alshon Jeffrey's most likely destination is either Chicago or uh, or Philadelphia. Um, 
there are a couple other places out there that could be interested in him that uh, that have a little bit of money, San Fran uh, being one of them. Uh, but I, I would say that, uh, that, that Chicago and Philly are probably one and two right now. Thank you very much. How about Los Angeles Chargers outside linebacker Melvin Ingram? That's a tough one. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I would say, looking around the league, that he might not have to leave town uh, because the L.A. Rams would probably be the most interested when they're going to be kind of changing up their defensive alignment a little bit. But uh, I, don't, I, don't have, uh, I don't have a beat on that one. Fantastic. How about Calais Campbell? Uh, that's another one that's probably going to stay home more than likely. Yeah, uh, definitely with his connections to the community in Arizona, he definitely loves it out there, and uh, uh, I definitely see him staying as well. And uh, this will be another um, hot name: Baltimore Ravens defensive tackle Brandon Williams, very underrated player. Yeah, there's a couple teams around the league looking for good defensive tackles. Denver being one of them. Um, so don't be surprised if, uh, if Denver gives uh, Brandon Williams a look. They have Earl Mitchell in town right now, and they're going they're going to give him a look tonight. Fascinating. Um, I keep my fingers crossed for that as a Broncos fan. And moving on to the New York Giants with Jason Pierre-Paul. They gave Olivier Vernon that big deal uh, last year, and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is, uh, has demanded that he will not sign his other one-year contract of this offseason. So uh, uh, what do the guys do with Jason Pierre-Paul if he arguably costs just as much as that more than Olivier Vernon? Well, that's the thing. You got to look around the league and see who's got the money to pay him. This isn't one where you know you say a certain team's in the market for him. This is a team. This is one where a team's got money to pay him, and it really only leaves a couple of teams. Jacksonville's not really in the market, although uh, they could be, and they've got the money. Uh, Coughlin obviously has the connection down there. I would say that's probably the leader in the clubhouse. You look around the league: San Fran and Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's in the market for him, um, but uh, you know, I would say those are the those are the culprits there. Yes, and another uh, player that uh, really amazed me this year, uh, Houston Texas cornerback A.J. Boye, who is uh, scheduled to hit the market. Do you think stay in Houston or winding up elsewhere? Well, I think he wants to stay in Houston. We'll see how that works out. He's got some big fans in Denver as well, and uh, uh, Chris Harris and Akeem Khalid, they're big fans of his. So uh, there was some talk that maybe they would talk him out here. Of course, that would probably make Khalid expendable um, if that were the case. So that you know, <laughs> may not do too much talking if that's uh, that's the way that goes. Um, you know, I, there's a couple of the teams. I mean, obviously, corners are bringing around the league. Jets need help. Uh, but I don't think they've got the money to sign him. Uh, San Fran needs help. That's probably the uh, you know the money ticket. Uh, and then look for the Detroit Lions also to possibly be a player there. Oh yeah, they definitely need some help for Darius play there. And teaming him with Boye would be a dynamic duo potentially. And let's move on to the defending champs, the New England Patriots. Uh, you, they might be in a pickle uh, here with uh, Dante Hightower and Martello Spenis both uh, coming out of contract. And Bill Belichick is obviously not afraid to let anybody go unless you're named Tom Brady, as history suggests. So uh, do you see – oh, and by the way, Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that Martello Spenis is likely to play elsewhere uh, next season. So do you see – but I want to get your take. Do you see both of them staying in New England, or do you see one or both of them going? Well, Hightower probably stayed. Then it is gone. Then it will not be back. I'll tell you that now. Um, that's that's 
foregone conclusion. I would say Jacksonville's a, a leading contender. Jacksonville shipped off Julius Thomas. He was never the guy they wanted. Bennett could be the guy they wanted to be that kind of tight end that was in the middle of the field for them. Um, and, you know, there's a familiarity there. Uh, again, with the uh, uh, with Coughlin and them down there, so uh, Bennett could be a guy that uh, um, that could wind up in Jacksonville. All right, and uh, finally, let's. Uh, uh, how about Terrell Pryor? Uh, ESPN's Adam Kaplan said don't expect Pryor to leave Cleveland, and Terrell Pryor looked, looked very promising in his first year as a full-time wide receiver. There, you see uh, Cleveland keep Terrell Pryor. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, a huge action to be Terrell Pryor fan. Of course, you brought him in there. Um, Pryor had the you know the breakout season, playing the position he should have been playing all along. Um, so I, I think that uh, uh, they're definitely going to make an investment in him. They did a lot of investing draft picks in wide receivers this past year. Analytics told them that's the uh, position that takes the longest to develop in the NFL. So they drafted quite a few of them. Some of them look pretty good. Some of them uh, they really look look all that great. So. Uh, they're trying to build uh, build an offense so that when they find that quarterback, they can plug him in there and have plenty of weapons. And you know, having a Terrell Fryer there, who's basically, uh, in terms of physicality, like another Randy Boss. Now, whether he ever reaches that ceiling remains to be seen, uh, would be a huge weapon for a young quarterback. Uh, absolutely. And uh, whoever the Browns uh, uh, acquire or draft a quarterback, whether it be Jimmy Garoppolo or Mitch Trubisky, whoever it is, uh, they uh, uh, Terrell Fryer will be their best. Friend uh, to, to start right off the bat, and uh, and we are almost out of time here. But once again, we thank Benjamin Albright, our tremendous NFL insider, for joining us once again. Uh, he uh, can be followed once again on Twitter at Albright NFL, and you can hear him on 13:40 a.m. radio in Denver. And there was one name making the rounds uh, that is getting a lot of praise from uh, film analysts is uh, L.A. Rams cornerback Tremaine Johnson, who played in the franchise last year. He can lock it for reported yesterday that it wouldn't shock us if they franchised him again. Do you see that uh, happening? Uh, it could be a possibility. Uh, you know, Tremaine could play, and that's a guy that, you know, they, they kind of need to make that thing hum. Uh, they need corners who can play on an island, and, you know, he's one of those guys who can, so it wouldn't, be, uh, wouldn't surprise me. And, and nothing should be a surprise in the National Football League. As uh, Once again, we were uh, so thrilled to have Benjamin Albright on our program. We've had him several times before. He is a wealth of NFL insider information, and he's the guy to follow for a lot of these scoops. And as a matter of fact, he was the first one, at least to my knowledge, that broke the uh, Jaguars-Dolphins uh, trade that will go officially go down in two weeks. For, with Poppy Julius Thomas and Brandon Albert, a couple draft picks. So he is a guy to follow on Twitter at Albright NFL during these next two weeks for the latest key leads into the NFL free agency process. Ben, we thank you once again, and we look forward to having you on the show again very, very soon. Thank you so much, Dr. Yeah. Absolutely, brother. Take care. Take care. He's Benjamin Albright, ladies and gentlemen. And that does it for this week here on Sports Crunch with Blue Crown. Be sure to check out our website, www.sportscrunch, and the crunch is with the K. K-R-U-N-C-H dot com, where you can listen to all of our, our archive broadcasts, including this one. And we'll be back next week to discuss the NFL scouting combine and the latest in the NFL free agency process. And uh, for Benjamin Albright, our producer, Amanda Bosworth, wrote at Isaiah Cromwell saying good night and stay off. Awesome.